Shalom, shalom, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Pulse of Israel here in our eternal and ancestral homeland, the land of Israel. Today in the beautiful Judean hills where I am still patrolling as part of the war effort because here we in Israel know that the Arab Muslims who live around us in Judea and Samaria and also within the internationally recognized borders of Israel are no different than the Arab Muslims who live in Gaza and they all support and are waiting at the bit one day to also perpetrate the tremendous atrocities uh, against us Jews in Judea and Samaria and Israel, just as the Arab Muslims in Gaza did to our Jews who live in the communities next to the Gaza border. So that's why I'm still here in uniform with my gun. Today we're going to be talking about former Prime Minister Ehud Barak, the Biden administration's foreign policy right now during the war, before the war, and again, I've explained this to you before in this video over here, it's not just about the Biden administration, but it's U.S. foreign policy for decades. Their uh, conspiracy to get rid of Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and topple his government, and everyone, I've spoken this about this before as well, conspiracies are real. People conspire all the time. Political leaders, political parties conspire all the time. Right now, as we speak, and I will bring this up, the information, the Biden administration, again, U.S. foreign policy, is conspiring with Ehud Barak and other anti-Bibi Netanyahu forces on the left here in Israel uh, to topple the government. In the middle of this war, well, while they are seemingly supporting us to fight the war, but they're working to topple Bibi Netanyahu and his government, and of course, all of this connected to their intent to force upon Israel the failed two-state delusion, because I've explained this plenty of times, even though they call it the two-state solution, it's not a solution, it doesn't solve the problem, uh, it is a delusion. So we're going to go into this, because Caroline Glick just publicized in Hebrew and English for uh, for everyone to know about this on her twit on her Twitter account on her X account, how Ehud Barak was just uh, speaking on a Zoom call where he said straight out, and let me get let me get the quote what he said. Okay, Ehud Barak said on a, on a, on a Zoom of all these anti Bibi Netanyahu. Um, uh, leaders, the protest leaders, these are also some of the pain pe people behind the uh, the one of the major captive uh, organizations about the captives in Gaza, meaning they've, and I've spoken about this also, that how they hijacked the issue of the captives and their families and turned it into a political issue in order to bring down the government. So what did Ehud Barak said? He, and again, this is quoted, and I can send you the information, and, and the transcript is out there, and the video is him saying this in Hebrew. Quote, Ehud Barak, former Israeli Prime Minister, Israel needs new elections by June so that Netanyahu will be ousted in time for President Biden to get his Palestinian state. Okay, did you hear that? It's enough right now that five that, members... That actually is a video, part of that Zoom, where they're talking about the plan to topple the government by having people within Netanyahu's government turn on the government and, and join the opposition. But we're not going to go into that right now. But the important thing is, Ehud Barak is clearly working hand-in-hand -hand 
with the Biden administration in order to allow the Biden administration to force upon Israel the two-state delusion. Allow that to sink in. So, and again, one of, uh, one, or what else? Um, okay. Now understand, this goes against the reality of the Jewish people in Israel today. The majority of the Jewish people in Israel today want to win this war. They're not thinking about toppling this government and definitely not in the middle of a war. But Ehud Barak and all of his copywriters and marketing and executive and ad advertising executives and leaders within the Israeli uh, business market, together with the State Department, CIA, Biden administration, U.S. foreign policy, they're working to topple this government because they see that Bibi Netanyahu is the wall of China stopping the Biden administration from forcing upon us the two states delusion, setting up a state called Palestine, which I've mentioned this many times, is a reward, a reward to the horrendous, horrific evil of the Arab Muslim enemies within uh, the, the Judea and Samaria, Gaza, Iran, Hezbollah. They massacre us, over 1,200 innocent women, children, men, boys, babies, mutilating, beheading, burning. And the Biden administration believes the solution is to reward them by establishing a state called Palestine, which if you're listening to me and, you've been, and you have been listening to me, you know that not only does that not only solve an issue, that is just another nail in the coffin towards the destruction of the Jewish state of Israel. So what's going on here? Because on the one hand, the Biden administration is supporting Israel in this war. On the other hand, we see that a former Prime Minister Ehud Barak is working in tandem to allow the Biden administration to enforce its disastrous two-state delusion upon Israel to reward our enemies. In addition to the Biden administration trying to pressure Israel in so many ways by threatening to withhold uh, weapons and not give weapons to the IDF soldiers in Judea and Samaria and have sanctions against Jews, innocent Jews who live in Judea and Samaria who have nothing against them in any court of law, but somehow the Biden administration is saying that they are causing violence and they are destabilizing the Middle East, so they have to have their bank accounts frozen and their credit cards frozen, all at the same time while there are thousands of terrorists under the Palestinian Authority and Hamas who get their money every day, and the Palestinian Authority gives this money, and the Biden administration knows this because it has a Taylor Force Act that forbids America from giving money to the Palestinian Authority because they give money to terrorists, and the Biden administration is not punishing the Palestinian Authority, not closing their bank accounts, not closing the bank accounts of real terrorists who are in jail for terror, for murdering and, and, and Jews, innocent Jews. What is going on here? It's insane. It's literally insane, right? That is the reality. But so I want to take a step back because where is this coming from? How can a person think that the logical solution to solve our conflict is 
by rewarding the evil forces within the Arab Muslim world who are massacring Jews and trying to destroy the state of Israel by creating a state of Palestine. It makes no sense. So now we're going to take a step back because I'm going to bring up other pieces of information that I've spoken about about in the past, but now trying to bring it all together, put the puzzle together. Number one, this same Ehud Barak from the Zoom call the other night was on a Zoom call a number of years ago. I think it was 2020, and I spoke about this then, and here's the video right over here. It's about the coup. It's about the coup that this Ehud Barak, and again, the anti-Jewish, anti-proud Jewish state of Israel uh, left being led by Ehud Barak and his other protest uh, uh, leaders. Um, I think, again, it was back in 2020 in another Zoom call where he said that he will be asked to come back and be Prime Minister of Israel when there are bodies in the Arkon River. And that's a river in the in the Tel Aviv area. What made him say this? And they said this back in 2020, meaning he's saying that the, the, the Israeli people will be waiting to bring him back and, and crown him as Prime Minister or someone else on the left when... Jews are being killed in Israel and their bodies in the Arkham, right? This is a former prime minister, former chief of staff of the state of Israel. And then we go forward to the anti-judicial uh, reform protest movement where they proudly uh, gloated how they had over 10,000 IDF soldiers uh, conscripted, cons conscripted and in reserves who said that they would... Uh, refuse orders and not serve they gloated about this and they what else did they say and they wrote this is written they can't deny it that come september 2023 bibi netanyahu won't have an army and then october 7th with the massacre we didn't have an army to be able to defend for our, from the massacre for eight hours the army didn't show up it's thanks to the miracle of hundreds of king david like jews who just jumped from their homes to fight Hamas in those communities where they were massacring innocent Jews. They weren't commanded to do so. They weren't given orders. It was just individuals got together and they did it and they stopped an even bigger massacre. And that's a miracle I've talked about in other, in other episodes. All right. And then again, I've also mentioned this, putting this all together. Amit Segal, a senior Israeli correspondent journalist for Channel 12, half a year before the, the massacre, he was saying how Israelis beware, the Biden administration is planning on bringing back the two-state solution and force it upon Israel. But with Prime Minister Netanyahu as Prime Minister, it made no sense because Netanyahu always said that so long as the Palestinian Authority will not recognize Israel as a Jewish state, and the fact that it is split between the Palestinian Authority in Judea and Samaria and Hamas in Gaza, there's nothing to talk about it, about uh, talks for a two-state delusion solution. There's nothing to talk about. So what did Biden know half a year before the October 7th massacre uh, that we didn't know, that he was already talking about bringing it back? Either he thought Netanyahu won't be prime minister anymore, or that Hamas will be gone, don't know. But here I'm giving you all these different pieces of the puzzle. So I'm going to throw a theory out there. And it's a very sad theory to think about. But I don't have the information to show you that it's true. But it's a theory. 
And the theory is that October 7th did not happen in a vacuum. Even more than that, we know Israel had the intelligence that October 7th, the plans of that massacre were in Israeli intelligence hands. They had the whole plan. And then the morning of, the heads of intelligence were hearing that a warning that something might happen, and they went to sleep, and they didn't even escalate it to the government or to Prime Minister Netanyahu to be able to make decisions about what to do. So knowing that Israel had the intelligence, I'm going to tell you something that's not a secret. If Israel had this intelligence, you know who else had this intelligence? NSA, CIA, America, they also had this intelligence. Now, do I know that for sure? No, I don't know that for sure, but I'm pretty... It's a pretty um, safe to say that if Israel has intelligence, America will have intelligence, either because they have it on their own, because America's intelligence capabilities are probably much greater than ours, and uh, Israel shares intelligence information with America, having to deal with America's role in, in the world, in the Middle East, etc. And uh, recently I interviewed a U.S. soldier who was NSA before the Yom Kippur War in 1973, and he said straight out, he, his unit, had the information that war was about to break out on Yom Kippur. And he was shocked to learn that the Israelis had no clue that war was going to break out. So, are we seeing a parallel between what happened in Yom Kippur 1973 and today? Again, I'm going to put a theory out there. Because we do know, it has been, it has been documented, and I'm going to put a, a link to the to the article where people who were involved in the Yom Kippur War uh, are on record, and I don't know whether it comes from the tapes of Kissinger and uh, and Nixon, or it's just from the memoirs of Israeli uh, diplomats who were alive at the time and involved uh, in Israeli politics with America during the Yom Kippur War, but. The U.S. administration told whether Moshe Dayan or Golda or Golda Meir, Prime Minister at the time, Moshe Dayan was the Defense Minister at the time, to not have a preemptive strike against Egypt, who launched the war against Israel, and not only not to launch a preemptive strike, not even to allow for the calling up of reserves, meaning they knew then America knew then a war was going to break out. Egypt and Syria and the other armies were going to attack Israel. And the American administration under Kissinger, and then it was uh, President uh, Nixon, uh, strategically wanted Israel to bleed, to then for, uh, give them the diplomatic leeway to force Israel in a peace deal after the war. I mean, uh, Yehuda Avner, who, who wrote the book, The Prime Ministers, wrote, uh, bluntly wrote, and I'm quoting from this article, that American officials, meaning Kissinger, tied Golda's hands on the eve of the Yom Kippur War, telling her in no uncertain terms not to fire the first shot. They even warned her against full-scale mobilization of Israel's reserve forces. Um, Kissinger did not want Israel to win a decisive victory because he thought that would make it hard to wring concessions out of the Israelis after the war. Having prevented Israel from striking first, Kissinger then exploited Israel's suffering in the early days of the war in order to advance his strategy. And again, this is the strategy 
of the U.S. administration, of U.S. foreign policy. Make Israel bleed in order, in order to afterwards force uh, a diplomatic uh, solution upon Israel. Are we experiencing the same thing today in 2023, 50 years later? Is this an attack by Hamas? that the American, the American administration or American intelligence agencies or people there knew about, knew was going to happen, and al allowed to ha happen in order to make Israel bleed so that then they can, whether topple Netanyahu or get rid of Hamas and then force Israel a two-state solution. The American administration did this in 1973 to Israel. It's documented. It's not a conspiracy theory. It is, they conspired and they did it. It's a conspiracy that they successfully implemented. Are we saying the same type of conspiracy today? Are Ehud Barak and the leaders of the left working hand in hand with the Biden administration as part of that conspiracy? Well, the answer to that is yes. The answer to whether October 7th was known by people within the Biden administration and the, the upper echelons of the Israeli intelligence and defense establishment and allowed to happen in order for the, um, for the Americans to have Israel bleed and force upon us the two-state solution. That's the question. Is that really what's going on here? So we don't have that proof to say indefinitely that that is what's going on here. But they did it in 1973 in the Yom Kippur War. So who's to say they didn't do it again today? And I'll say this, the one major difference, let's, let's say that consp the conspiracy of 1973, which they did, and it's documented, and they just tried the same conspiracy today, the major difference between the two is back then, they didn't have willing partners in Israel. Like Golda Meir, was it, she wasn't a part of it. She only found out about the war a few hours before. And then Kissinger, again, I'm going according to the information documented from the diplomats at the time. And it was then that Kissinger said, no, 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 you, you, I'm not letting you do a preemptive strike or call up reserves. Um, was Moshe Dayan in on it? Don't know. I have heard the theory. Don't know if it's true that Kissinger basically worked out the plan together with Moshe Dayan, and it was about replacing Golda Meir as prime minister and uh, and uh, putting Moshe Dayan as prime minister instead, that Israel would bleed, everyone would blame Golda Meir, and then Moshe Dayan would become prime minister. So according to that theory, he did know about it. Again, I don't know if that's true or not. But if so, it was just him, or who knows whatever advisors he had around him. But today, you're talking about Ehud Barak, you're talking about uh, a lot of the anti-judicial reform protest movement leaders within the security forces and the intelligence services who all sat on the information that something was going to happen and did not escalate it to the government or to Netanyahu. And then the army took hours to respond. And it was the individual King David, like Jews in Israel today, who did something to, to save lives, whoever they were able to save. 
But that's the major difference. Today there is a there, there is a strong kernel. It's a minority. They're a minority, a, a, a very divisive, destructive minority in Israel today. But much more a bigger in number than they were back in 1973. At least I think. I don't have the the, the fact, but I think they're much more uh, uh, greater in number today. Because uh, again, back in 1973, it, the labor um, establishment ran Israel. Today, it, the labor establishment have not been in political power, but they try to run Israel from the bureaucracy and from the justice system and from uh, and using the media. Um, so therefore, there are many more of them out in the open working together hand in hand with Ehud Barak and again with the U.S. foreign policy establishment, the Biden administration, to doing what it's doing today to topple Netanyahu and to force upon Israel the two-state uh, disaster as a reward for enemies. So this is really important information to know. And again, I put this out there as a theory. Don't know if it is true, but it's a theory, and it definitely makes sense and follows the modus operandi of the U.S. foreign policy because they did this exact same conspiracy, true conspiracy that they implemented in the Yom Kippur War. So definitely makes sense for them to, to do it again today. It's just 50 years later and different names and a different diplomatic pressure. Back then it was, I think, to force Israel to, to, to give up the Sinai. Or I don't remember exactly what the American pressure was. Um, and now it's in order to force upon us a two-state solution, which is a delusion and dangerous and a disaster and a step towards the destruction of the Jewish state of Israel. Because you imagine what the enemies of Israel are thinking today. They see that Israel's biggest ally, America, is rewarding the terror, rewarding the terrorists. It doesn't make a difference if, if they're allowing Israel to destroy Hamas. Hamas is just, it's just a pawn. But they're allowing for the reward of the massacre of Jews to not just uh, be accepted, but to be rewarded by, they, hey, they get a state. And the Palestinian Authority that pays terrorists and educates their children with their television programming and their educational programming to kill Jews and to destroy the state of Israel and is ignored by the, the U.S. foreign policy establishment and the Biden administration today. They're rewarded. Oh my God, all of Israel's enemies, like it's free reign on the Jews. They can continue doing whatever to us and they'll always have the support of the Western world who's supposedly our biggest allies. So the bottom line is as follows. Again, don't know if the 1973 conspiracy is also taking place today. Plausible, very plausible. And I don't want anyone to be scared about this because we're the Jewish people. We're, we're the miraculous people who are not supposed to exist because in every generation we have enemies who try to get rid of us and yet we're still here and yet the jewish state of israel is still here 75 years later and every day is a miracle because we're surrounded by billions of arab muslims who have much more power much more soldiers many more planes many more tanks and all the wars and we're still here because we have god above who's who's watching over us because we're the jewish people and we are the, 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 the semblance of God in the world, and hence we continue to survive even though we defy all logic because we're watched over by the one above. So we're going to get out of this. And I'm not telling you all this in order to be afraid or to be scared. No, 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 no. Be empowered and be happy 
and know what's going on. You are more empowered by knowing what's going on, sharing the information about what's going on, and then knowing even more how unbelievable the Jewish people and the Jewish state of Israel is that we're living with this reality of the conspiring forces of America, of, 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 of uh, an, an evil, small, tiny minority from within us, today being led by Ehud Barak and his cronies in the, in the, in the media and, and, and the justice system and the defense establishment and the intelligence establishment. We're going to overcome it all. Be empowered. Be empowered. Jewish history, we are continuing and we're going to overcome it all. But just know and have a better understanding of everything that is going on. And you want to know something? I hope the theory that I posited is not true. I hope it's not true. But it could be true. And it's important to know about the, the plausibility of it. That's it, everybody. So here we are. The future of the Jewish people is up to us, us individual proud Jews with our with our army, even though we don't necessarily trust every one of the leaders running the army. But all the soldiers on the ground are fighting for a just cause of the Jewish people back in our ancestral homelands, making an unbelievable life here for everyone who understands how blessed they are to live with us. And we don't just make a better life for those who live with us here in the Jewish state of Israel, but we help make the world a better place with technology, with medical intervention, with humanitarian aid. Israel is a light to the nations, and we have to make it a bigger light to the nations. And we make it a bigger light to the nations by blotting out the darkness and calling out the darkness and filling that darkness with light. So that's what I'm here. I'm the pulse of Israel, filling that, helping to help fill that darkness with light, everybody. Thank you so much for watching another Pulse of Israel. If you are not yet a subscriber, go to pulseofisrael.com and click to subscribe. And it for the short videos, go to Instagram. You can follow me either Aviablo or Pulse of Israel. And if you like our programming and our messages and you believe more people should hear them, then just go to pulseofisrael.com and click on the donate button. Shalom, everyone, and thanks for watching. Signing off for the beautiful ancestral homeland of the Jewish people in our beautiful Judean hills. We are a blessed generation, redemptive times. Stay positive, everyone. Strengthen your belief in the one above. It's all going to be good. Shalom. Pulse of Israel, frontline videos from the Holy Land. Support our work by donating today.